0: So you both had small dance upbringings, like you grew up in a small studio. When did you guys both move to Sydney?
1: Well, I moved from Canberra when I was 21. So I kind of, I guess in in terms of moving out of home, like so many people do it earlier, I think. But I moved out of home at 21 and moved to Melbourne and that's where I met Luce. Um And then uh, I was there for... I think I was only there for just over two years, it wasn't that long, um, just feels like a whole life happened there, <laughs> um, and then yeah, so we met there, and we started dating during our time there, and then we moved from there to Sydney in 2014, so oh, just over four years ago, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah and I'm um, originally from Sunshine Coast, but then I moved over to Asia for a few years, so I did like different contracts over there
0: um and then moved to melbourne after that and then yeah came up here nice that's so cool yeah. how but is it scary it must be always moving from cities um you know the dance scene <coughs> changes a little bit yeah. all of a sudden mm. you have different people you know even within our small communities here
2: yeah.
0: they're so different yeah totally
2: yeah. Yeah, I think we were lucky in the sense that we had each other. I think that was a really yeah. good, tra- like, yeah. made the transition easier from moving to Melbourne to Sydney. Because I, I could definitely see how that could be a scary transition for yeah. a lot of dancers. Um, and we were lucky also because we knew quite a few people already before we moved. Yeah, we like, used to come up to Sydney for different events and yeah. things. So we had a few friends that we connected with.
1: Even when I lived in Canberra, I used to come up to Sydney for carnival and stuff like that. So I met, oh. yeah, I met so many dancers here. Um, then, that even when I lived in Melbourne, like Cats and Laurens and stuff like that, Thanos, like they would randomly come down for things and we would still connect. So coming into Sydney wasn't, it wasn't scary in, in the sense of we didn't know anyone. It was like, it was really awesome. It was just, it was still a scary transition of like, okay, we're going to leave this that we've had for like this many years in Melbourne and like our friends there, and that consistency or that like reliability and be like, okay, we're gonna to go to a whole new place and kind of start again yeah. in terms of work. Yeah. I think that that was more the scary one, but I love change. So yeah, I, I don't know, I was always for it.
0: Yeah. Could you see yourself then moving again, like together somewhere else? Is there always like a, another place? Is this a pattern or do you think you're quite settled in Sydney? I really love Sydney.
2: Just because of the location within Australia, it makes it so easy to travel anywhere. Um, And I love the lifestyle of being able to live near the beach and like the weather. (laughs) And um, I love the dance community here and the um, industry here. I think it's really great. So in terms of um, within Australia, I'm pretty like set on like always coming back here at least. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. if we go, like I'm not opposed (laughs) to going somewhere overseas for a period of time, but then I feel like this will be our base for a while.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the same. Like, um, I love travelling and I want to do it and I will, like, continue to do it. Um, but, yeah, I think I really enjoy this base here and we've been able to do a lot here that feels, um, really worth it. So, uh... I guess like I'm more encouraged to keep coming back to to be here and to work with like the dancers here and stuff like that. Are you here in the ocean? Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the ocean. Yeah, it's so nice. Um I always wanted like once I visited Sunny Coast with Luce's family and stuff and we would go up there like a couple of times a year for Christmas and that. I freaking love it up there, like it's so, it's really chilled out, it's really calm and I always wanted to be able to do the work we do but live somewhere like that and I think right now we actually do have that but we're still in Sydney or just just outside of but we're close enough that I get that relaxed lifestyle but get to be amongst everything that does go on here. So
0: I think yeah. that's what's really like unique about you both is that and I guess it's telling because of your upbringing. And your travel and your journey up to Sydney, Mm. what you took you here, Mm. but you're both. So you have a very calm demeanor about you both. It's not hectic. It's not crazy energetic, which Mm. is fine. And it's great. But it, it. Like I think that's what dancers and a lot of performers are renowned for—is being in your face, and it's quite refreshing sometimes to walk into a space, and especially when you guys are teaching a workshop or a class, and it's like, "Hello," yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's not so much, "Yo, what are you doing?" (laughs) You know, what's up? Like, I mean, it can be. I know you guys have that silly side to you as well, but for the most part, it's so like, "Huh, cool, we chill." Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, That's but in so the, funny, the best dude. way possible, yeah. No, yeah, nice. um, staying just a little bit more in the past, yeah. I was thinking if I was younger, this is going to take us straight into a social media related question. I was thinking if I had social media when I was younger, I think I'd be a much different dancer, it's yeah. specifically dancer or artist as to you know what I am now because back then the inspiration I got for also coming from a tiny studio like yeah. tiny was a dance magazine like dance train or dance Informer, whatever it was and that came out whatever monthly or quarterly and so any inspo I got was yeah. from those pages and then you'd put that magazine away right and then that was it now you can turn your phone on anytime and there's you know, dance everywhere on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It's amazing. It's great. But I don't know how I'd be um, self-esteem wise yeah. if I constantly was comparing myself at that age yeah. as well and and being so, um, how would you say, influential at that age. Yeah. So do you think you would still be quite the same no. if you had social media <laughs> back not. then? No. no. I feel like I'm so grateful that I
2: did not see much when I was young. Like, I had such a slow progression of, like, my dance and my artistry. Like, back when I was, like, 17, just finishing high school, um, I was not good. (laughs) I feel like if I had social media then, I was comparing myself to all the other people that were out there at that age. And I I don't think I would have, like, I would have, I don't know if I would have pursued it. I would yeah. have been like, no, I'm not good enough. Like, there's so many great people out there. So I'm really actually so grateful that I didn't see a lot. And I just, like, yeah, it was a very yeah. slow progression for me. Yeah.
1: And I was terrible.
0: <laughs> like, it's like hard people,
1: to
2: imagine.
0: People but...
1: say that, like, you know, when everyone goes, oh, I was so bad. Like, I was really not good. <laughs> and even then, people used to say that I was. And I, like, I was not.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Like, you know, everyone's good at... Th- really, I was not good. Um, but I did it more... I think I did it for the social side of it. Like, when I actually started joining dance, like, first... Like, apart, you know, our mum danced and blah, 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 and there was always that influence, so we, we always mucked around. But when I actually joined a class, the first thing was breakdance. Yeah. It was, like, once a week, like, a boys breakdance class. So, even just that, it was more about the social side of it all, and that kept building and then you know part of like a group and then like a mixed class and then like three classes a week at um a studio I grew up in Canberra and yeah it was always that and I agree like I think if I was constantly looking at things like I was I I would see things like uh YouTube like once I first went to America which was 19 even so not even in those younger teenage years but right at the end like I I saw a lot of Um, international choreographers and people out there that inspired me and I could look them up on YouTube but prior to that it was only really my friends it would be like the people I actually saw or the events I actually went to and I saw in person things like that's what was inspiring so I think in that sense like it was always uh, a friendship first and a community environment and about like the atmosphere created like that's what kind of made me love dance um but yeah I definitely agree like if I was seeing like honestly me 19 terrible if like me 19 looked at 19 year olds now or 12 year olds now (laughs) I'd be like oh this is not for me like (laughs) like if you were looking at another sport like I used to do athletics and if I was like 20 looking at a 12 year old who was flogging my times in athletics I'd be like well, how like how am I going to the Olympics if someone is twelve and they're killing it like yeah. that's the comparison that like you would that's scary, yeah. even though dance is more subjective but i I just feel like it's harder to learn that until later that yeah. that it re, like dance is so diverse and there's not really good and bad when you think about it, but just in terms of like the quality talent like when you see things on your phone, yeah, you could easily just be like, whoop. What am I doing? Like, that's nuts.
0: Yeah. I yeah. I I really feel, you know, sometimes for younger generations growing up because yeah. I just have. It, it's all well and good to say I oh, just don't look at your phone, but yeah. it's so much a part of. Yeah, who I'm we are so
1: now. bad with my phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like you like, look at yeah, it a lot. I, I
1: look at my phone much more than I should, and oh, sometimes yeah. I go through good stages, but you know, like those mornings I went out kayaking I would be like, I won't look at my phone till midday yeah. it was so good like I I really got stuff done and then even like Christmas time like we will turn our social media off for like a week or two and when you come back to it you just don't really want to look like you look once and you're like oh like
0: and generally no. you haven't missed out on much no, have you, you like do. it's the <laughs> you same crap out like there. dad says that to
1: me all the time he's like the messages can wait till tomorrow you don't like you don't have to be at 10 o'clock at night like interacting for that but yeah. yeah it's it's such a hard habit to break i think
0: mm. especially
1: young, especially young. Yeah. i mean
0: there are some beautiful benefits to social media yeah. because i think had i seen misty copeland when i was younger yes. who was just like built you know like mm-hmm. a woman but she was built like calf muscles for de- like you yeah. cut something with those calves yeah. <laughs> you know like i would feel so much better about you know my yeah. own capabilities as yeah. a young dancer coming up. Cause I was always like m- more muscly than, than lean. And yeah. I didn't know that there were ballerinas who were just so that like,
1: could be, like, that, could
0: be yeah. like, you know? So I think yeah, there is true. a great, beautiful side of it. Definitely. Um, but um, I think constantly, and I think this goes across the board. If you're a dancer or not, you just end up subconsciously anyway, comparing yeah, yourself like, yeah generally people and studies have shown they just feel worse about themselves or just feel worse in general don't don't know quite know why after spending hours on instagram and stuff like that they're just like oh i don't know why i feel so bad but it's because you're just yeah right you're comparing Mm -hmm. and you uh, like everyone knows you're just seeing the best of that person the filtered version yeah yeah. you know the best dance cut whatever it was they didn't see the mess ups and everything yeah but, yeah, no, I did want to touch on that because I was, like, thinking about it and I thought, oh, really thinking, would I have been same, different? And I just definitely think I would have given up way earlier.
1: And it's such a hard balance because, like, even for us, we can teach and be like, these are the people that inspire us now or did when we grew up, grew up, sorry, and then we can literally say, like, look these names up, and you can. Mm-hmm. Like, so in that sense, you're like... Yeah, it's, yeah, there's a, it's definitely like, benefits. Yeah, there's as benefits, well. but it's it's like filtering the quality,
0: and it's like just making sure you're following people that inspire you. So moving along, One Dance Collective, you're both involved, obviously, yeah. but you founded it, at Lucy. What um, was the trigger for that? Almost four years ago, my
2: mum passed away from breast cancer, and as a way to like deal with that loss and that grief. Um, I put on a show um, and it was called One and I had like such incredible support from the dance community in like lots of different cities like Sunshine Coast where I'm from, Melbourne, Sydney and Canberra where Rob's from. So it was just like an amazing like feeling having those communities come together just to support um, what I was going through and like, like, people would put on classes to raise money for the show that we yeah. put on. Um, and we sold all these T-shirts that said One, what's the name of the show? And I just w- really wanted to keep that that name going and I wanted to keep that feeling of like, community going as well. So I started One Dance Collective like a year or so after that and I didn't really know what it was going to be. Like I'm like, oh, okay, I just want to keep this going somehow yeah, yeah. so I'm just going to call One Dance Collective... Don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> um but we ended up just starting by running like a, a weekly open class, like every Sunday. And didn't go that well. <laughs> like, like it was all right, but we didn't have like huge numbers, like sometimes like a lot of the time we didn't even go to it. Like we'd just yeah. like get other people to teach and I don't know. It was just like a short lived little thing. So like, okay, um that didn't work. <laughs> but um, then I started, I had an idea about creating like an artist development program. So it's was after doing show business actually with Marco and just realising like how powerful it is to bring artists together who are like sharing this um, career path and just hearing everyone's like authenticity in the room and everyone's sharing the same struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of facilitating a time that, people can come together and support each other and also bringing in like industry guests and leaders that could share their knowledge as well and also at the same time giving a creative an opportunity to um, develop an idea that they have to hopefully in the future generate some kind of more work for dancers in the mm. community so that was the second thing that we started was these artist development weeks and they've been going really well um like We've done five now, and with each... you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we, as in, I don't do them by myself. I no, always no, no. collaborate with a different choreographer. Yes. So... Recently you had Kat. Yeah, Kat did the last one, and she, yeah, has developed her own... Like, she didn't develop a choreographic piece or anything, but she developed, like, her own program that she wants to continue for, like... Um, supporting women in the dance industry. That is so yeah, special. so it's like it's been amazing to see like what has developed out of each
1: person's yeah, week.
2: Yeah, each person's week, and also the fact that I didn't know what it was going to be when it started. Yeah. So it's been a nice like progression. Yeah. Um, and we also now this is Rob where Rob comes in as well. We've started a weekly program, as you know. Liz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more, than movement. Yeah, more yeah. than movement. So we have a group of it's like just over 30 now, dancers that we work with every Sunday. It's actually two groups of about 15, 16 in each group. Um, and it's focused on creative development, but then also like a intensive training class as well. So it's just... I guess
1: it was like um, we wanted to work like intimately and around the, the morals and the, and the things that we think are really important and valuable and not just as a dancer but kind of as a person. So it's a lot of, like, self-development and a lot of uh, creativity and um, even learning creativity. Like, the, the stuff that we... The tasks that we've been doing in the creative periods with each group, it's like that's even shown us new ways to create content, like pieces. And then um, working around topics to dance about and like study about like you know loose gives out homework each week for people to look up things look up topics or whatever we're doing each time so it's been um yeah I guess it was like we wanted to invest our energy with a group of people that uh really wanted to invest at that same level mm-hmm. around topics and around things that we think are very important and valuable mm-hmm. and yeah that that was the kickstart for this year and that's kind of
2: and I guess overall, like One Dance Collective, what I'm aiming for it to be is a support network. So mm. I don't want it to be, <laughs> it's not just about us, it's yeah. like about the broader community and how yeah. we can elevate each other and each other's careers.
0: That's really nice. And I think it's really important in a city like ours because it does get a bit yeah. uh, like doggy dog, like dog eat dog, sorry. Yeah. Um, You know, quite savage yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel like quite alone. Yeah. So it is really important. And more than movement, like I've done a few classes. I did term one yeah. with you guys. So you guys placed uh, what I think is a huge but important emphasis on improv, uh, improvisation, yeah. freestyle, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, so, and I know this is quite a generic, broad question. Yeah. It can be quite a long, winding answer. Yeah. But how the hell do you improve your improv game do you, like i know you guys give little specific tasks yeah like the in terms
1: of dance. like a dancer improving yeah on so it. this is for the dancers
0: mm. how do you improve on improvisation
1: i would say short term you just like do it more um but
0: i know it's like the simplest yeah, answer yeah. right you just have to do just it it's it like more. ripping off a band-aid just dance
1: But I I find, like, I find tasking is really good because it kind of limits you in a good way. Like, you know, to give some of the tasks, like we say, paint this, like the floor is coloured in paint and, like, you want to use your hands across the floor, paint your entire hand. So then it's like people are restricted to thinking more about the task and less about, oh, okay, I've got to dance this, what am I doing? It's more, okay, oh, right, I have to paint everything on my hand. So they suddenly start, like, they're using their body to do that and already it's, like, creating movement. Yeah, I Um, think
2: it's, like, good to find teachers who do use improvisation because everyone has different tasks and different um, tools and techniques for it. So I guess it's exposing yourself to those teachers, whether that's in Australia or overseas or... Yeah. Yeah.
1: But even, like, just dancing around to music is still improvising, like, freestyling, like, just putting a tune on and feeling music. And I think... I think that's really important too, especially like from a like a hip hop or an urban background. I think like getting rhythm through music comes from doing so much of that. Like when you just dance around to a song, like you find yourself not like on all this thing like musicality, and, or it's not like all about the shapes. It's like the underlying rhythm in the song kind of takes you through that. Mm-hmm. Especially in the moments where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing next. Like you just mm-hmm. find yourself sitting into the, the rhythm. So I think. I think it's good to just, like, just muck around the music even by yourself. Like, having it on in the house and, like, dancing to it. Yeah. But different types of music. Yeah. yeah.
2: Especially, like, in every audition there's always freestyle at the end. <laughs> and, yeah, it's surprising how little we get to practice that. Yeah. Like, even the us, like, well, yeah.
1: in the, in that yeah. environment. Like, that's, that's another one that's such a different environment. Like, we improv a bit and we do our task and we, like, teach it and stuff. But then we can get into an audition and they're like... Yeah you have four eights at the end of it to show us what you got, and you're like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> That's and you're dancing to a song, like, you'd be like, oh, I normally don't freestyle this kind of song. But I guess, like, I don't know. Even, yeah, doing more, more types of music, or just, like, different types of music. Even, like, the tasking or the character work. Like, character work, I think, is really important too, like... Um, you know, when you can lock into a character or something, then, like, even that can take over your entire improv. So, like, say an audition, you'd be like, okay, by the end of this, I'm just going to, like, I'm. this is the character I want to deliver. And then you, I don't know, like, you can find a way through movement to give that. And it might not even be much movement. It could be, like, a whole eight of just, like, looking down the, at someone and, like, walking forward. And then that has taken them back. And it's because you've, like, embraced, like, a character or a persona that you want to get across. Mm. So I even think that is a good thing, like working... I
0: love that character. Different work. character Yeah, stuff. I've heard singers say that as well. They say in an audition, especially with certain types of um, songs, which are, like, quite... Mm. heavy on a story that's come from a musical they'll put the character on and they feel less nervous because it's yeah, not yeah. them singing anymore it's not like oh it's Liz singing it's no it's you're this character so any judgment that happens they're judging the character they're not judging you and I've thought oh that is so great and I think you could take that into dance as well if you could just project things and almost use a mask in some situations only to help you feel more comfortable. Yeah. confident. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think yeah.
2: intention is like the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Kat did a similar class, like about this, in her development week. She did a freestyle class. So um, it was just getting the girls up one at a time, putting on any song, and okay, okay, freestyle now in front of the whole the whole class, and it was like when you can lock into like an intention and like a presence yeah. it just carries the whole performance like you don't even really see what movement happens mm. it's like it's so much more than just the steps that you do it's yeah. like what you're telling what you're saying and who you are yeah. that's so coming through yeah
0: and i don't think you could be wrong if you're coming from that truth no. like you and can't it, look it, wrong exactly.
1: yeah and you can just, like in terms of an audition it might not be what they're looking for but that's like, that's every audition. That's just how it is. Like you can't, you can't win them all that way. But yeah, if you're like, I guess, giving the most honest and the most like, pure version of you. I don't know. That contradicts me saying the character stuff as well. But pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah, an intent. Yeah, what you're trying to deliver. Yeah, not just best move here, best yeah. move that. It's just like, what are you really... What are you offering? What are you yeah. giving and what are you trying to say? Should yeah. you
0: film yourself all the time doing improv?
1: Not all the time. I think all the
0: time.
1: No. I think, yeah, it's nice to not... <laughs> I'm, I can't even remember the last time I filmed myself yeah. freestyling. But it's
2: good to I do. think
1: I think it's good, yeah, to balance out. Yeah. Because obviously, especially to go back, like when you created... loose created a piece for... Um, a D F last year for the the comp, the choreographer comp, and like the way that was created was all through improvisation. And we would film things, and Luce would look back and be like, "Whoa, that lift that you guys did there was really great." Like, yeah. would put on a song and kneel in it, and he would freestyle for this long, and then look back and be like, "All right, let's can we try and learn this?" Yeah. And we'd create that, and then we'd yeah. structure it together. So like that whole thing was created out of improv and filming the improv. So yeah, you you. You know when you freestyle sometimes and you just go, whoa, that was cool, what the hell did I do? Yeah. I guess it's really good in those
0: moments. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. As a teacher, you both teach lots, you teach around the world. <laughs> and You've been teaching for how long, How would you say?
1: I don't know. I, I started kind of young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the first class, I was teaching like a junior boys class when I was maybe 15 or 16. So that's like 10 plus years. Yeah, my first class was when I was doing
2: full time, so around 18 I started.
0: Yeah. yeah, wicked. So with all this experience, and you've seen a whole bunch of students yeah. probably come and go and obviously some stay. Yeah. Um, but what grinds your gears as a teacher?
2: <laughs>
0: oh, and I want boy. you to let it rip. <laughs> let it rip, honestly. Um, go for a round. It's really hard,
1: because I guess... Even what we were talking about before, the whole social media thing. It's like you get so frustrated seeing people caught up in stuff at this age. But then you're like, if I was that age and I was in it, I'd probably be the same too. So it's like, I'm always flipping between being so like pissed off at people and then just being like, we have to be the change. Um, so it's a hard one. But I think my one is, uh, I'm probably going to say something like work ethic. I think that is a big one, um, you know, I came, yeah, <laughs> little moth that's coming here, no, you're chilling, you can chill, he's hanging out, that's yeah, <laughs> he's like, I say can you again. hear him, yeah, he's like, I oh, know, I'll tell you about teaching, um, yeah, so, for me, work ethic, like, I grew up, um, not, like, we were so fortunate, like, Dave and I, and we have a sister, Sarah, but she doesn't dance. But just in general, our family was very fortunate. Like, our parents gave everything that they could. We were never wealthy, but we, like, always got opportunities because they, like, believed it was worth it for us. Um, So I guess I grew up having, like, gratitude for everything we had the opportunity to participate in. And then in Canberra, we had to travel to do dance things. So everything that I got to be involved in was, like... uh, an honor to be able to do it. So I didn't take that stuff for granted. Like, I, it just wasn't an everyday thing. It was like, a, I had to work for this or I had to sacrifice for that. Um, the teachers I learned from growing up, not only here, but my inspirations overseas that really like honestly made me follow dance as a career. They were, they expected a lot. They always gave a lot. Like they, they were more than just good dancers and teachers. They were like nurturers and they were encouraging, and they they gave me, like, wisdom and ethics to not only follow in class, but follow between. Mm. So I think Mm. I'm just cycling around a lot here. I get so handsy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I talk with my hands, um, which you can't see. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I just think people, like... so hard sometimes for me class here gets super social which side of me loves because that's that's just that Aussie breed um but it's like what what's your purpose in class like what are you working towards and people often talk when things are difficult and I think like if you just didn't talk as much and you just worked harder in that moment you'd probably actually like achieve more than you think um That maybe the younger generation's intent to get a video at the end of class like that's nothing that's something that I never grew up with like I wouldn't even think that you know I would often be like there's no filming in classes when I would teach it full-time because it's like that's not what you're spending your money for Mm. you know like you're here for one year and you're 16 grand in it's like like if I'm doing that I want to be damn good at the end of it and that just involves like listening to what is going on in the class like as a teacher. But again that comes from it's gotta be a good teacher who's like giving good direction. Um.
2: yeah, my number one is work ethic as well. Um and the same I don't th- think it's taught. Yeah, work ethic isn't taught. And also lots of people dance for different reasons. Yeah, like if you yeah. go in and teaching like a at a night studio, there's gonna be kids that wanna take it really seriously and then there's kids that are there just for, for the fun social, and which is the social, card. which is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so, but I still expect, like, when I teach, I expect, like, 100% from my students if I'm yeah. giving 100% as a teacher, yeah. so that's the one thing, like, if someone's in the room that's not really, like, it feels like they don't really want to be there yeah. or it's talking or whatever it, it is, then yeah. that's the I thing I think people cry. also like, don't yes.
1: understand, like, how their energy can be perceived in a room too, like...
0: That resting bitch face, yeah, even more than
1: that, like even the ways people can ask questions and this and that, it's like that that has a play, like your your presence in a room and and your work ethic has a play on your outcome after. Like, because I've walked away from things before and be like, I don't want to go back there, or like if I go there, I'm not gonna, I don't want to work with that group or that student because it just takes my energy away. And I, I don't mind if they if they were like, oh, I didn't mean that, it's like, that's the experience I had, and until I know better, I'm just going to avoid it because, I don't know, I just, there's plenty of people out there that really do work hard and, like, want things and are appreciative and, like, honour the time in class that i would be like, well, I'm going to be drawn and want to experience that more. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is.
2: Well I think like I think so. what we're doing now, uh, well, for me, anyway, I know that I don't teach that much actually like yeah, no and no. the teaching that I do do i I really I love want to do. yeah mm-hmm. and I want to yeah. do so we, we've That's been right. lucky to get to that point where we can do that and and even
1: if it is like you know we could do a lot more and yeah, make a lot more or whatever it is, but it's the choice of like our energy and our time, like what what do we value and what are we actually going to like? invest in like I don't want to go somewhere and teach a class just for the paycheck like if I'm going to go somewhere then I'm going to like I want to actually make a difference and give that but it's got to be received so if you know there's history and I just I feel like I go there and nothing's taken in and this and that then I just won't do it anymore mm, okay. um, that sounds <laughs> it sounds a bit bad but it's not in a I'm not willing to work to make change I'm just like I'm just picky with my time and my energy now because like I said there's so many places that we go that are like oh, we come out of there like enriched like we see a change and like you see people's spirits and like just gratitude for opportunity to be in the room and then not only that but like dance ability getting better it's like oh, that's what I want to be around Yeah. so it's if their mindset is there to be like that because that's the kind of teachers we are we go in we give this, we expect this, because we know what can come out of being like that in a room, like, putting your all in.
0: Yeah, I
2: think mindset is much more important than talent. Like, yeah. we value that that openness and that willing to learn much more than if we're going to a class full of amazing dancers. Like, we'd rather go to the one that's open and, like, really wanting to learn something.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. yeah. You went to Lucy. You went to India, didn't yeah. you? When was that? Last year. Yeah, the end of last year. So you worked <laughs> with like a smaller communities of what? Boys, yeah, women, we, men. Yeah, we, it was a whole different range of things that we did. Um, were you like dancing?
2: Yeah, yeah. dance. That, it was through um, an organisation in Melbourne, which um, they were going over to work on permaculture, which is like yes. more agriculture, but like. Um, sustainability um, and all of that stuff Um, but there was a whole it was organized through my friend Freya List from Melbourne and she like got a whole group of dancers organized to go along on that trip um, with Ceres so um, she kind of facilitated us to be able to do dance related work um, within all the places that we went so we did a whole lot of different things like we worked um, in a community of children like teaching them dance like children from the red light districts, like their parents worked in the red light district and they were all part of this organisation that looked after the kids and we went and taught dance to them which was incredible and we went to like a tiny town um, and like this random Indian village, we had like a dance party in the street with like, the whole village. <laughs> oh, it was incredible, oh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah that was insane um, and taught classes to just different communities over there and it was incredible it just really like highlighted the power that dance has to connect people mm. like we couldn't talk to most of the people like that we worked with we didn't speak the same language but we connected with them through dance which was like incredible yeah that is
3: what teacher student dynamic would you expect like is it too friendly friendly do you find that the bl- the lines blur too much mm
1: it's really hard I, I go in circles on this I'm really not like doing well so if I don't answer it well yeah, yeah. You know, I apologise but I'm just going to talk anyway Yeah. Um. so often that we talk about like with people like we've had conversations with other people that talk about their teachers when they were in full time and they'd be like I would never have talked in this person's class or I never would have gone up and be like yo what's up to the teacher because it was just like they're like, you would never do that to so-and-so because they're this person. So maybe that was a different time. Like, now there are a lot of younger people teaching, especially in full-time. Like, there's people who's, like, a year out of full-time teaching full-timers who are the same age or whatever. So I get it. Like, dance is such a, a thing where age is really not a barrier. Like, you know, you can be standing next to someone in a piece for something and they're 10 years younger than you, which is literally what happens to me often. Um, so in that sense, like, I I kind of get it. And the Aussie thing, like, I get it. Like, everyone's friendly with each other and I don't mind it. But it's just about being able to, like, switch off or, like, turn it to professionalism or, like, go back to, like, why are you in the room? Like, when you walk into a class, it's like, what are you trying to get out of this? Like, are you here to work hard? Are you here for fitness? Are you here for, like, just to feel really good? It You can do all those things without, like, yelling or without, like, chatting around in the room or without, like... I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of. I guess what I expect. Yep. Like, if I'm in the room, I, I just expect people to work hard. Mm. I expect people to work hard for what I'm asking. You know, if if I'm, like, explaining things, I, I expect people to be, like switched on and trying to do the things that are being explained.
3: Just for the people that don't really know about the More Than Movement, can you explain where the name came from and what it actually means? Well, you named it. (laughs) Yeah. But... Or at least start, what do you feel... What is your definition of movement?
2: I guess, like, More Than Movement just represents, like, more than just doing steps or more than just doing choreography. It's, like more about the depth and the intention yeah, behind it. the soul it. behind things. Yeah. Like. like, what are you trying to say with your dance? It's not just about, oh, I want to be a dancer because, like, yeah. I want to make a career out of dance. It's like, oh, I want to be a dancer because I have this to say and I have this to share and, like, mm. dance allows me to do that kind of thing.
1: And I think, yeah, and for me, like, when you're, you're really taken back by something, like, when you see something and you feel a certain way, like... It's that stuff. It's, like, what that is. You know, when a piece is a certain way and you, it makes you feel something or you see a dancer and as a solo, like, they make you feel something, whether it's whatever emotion, but you can just... You feel something from them. Like, that. that's the more the movement yeah. stuff. Like, that's what is beyond the talent in the yeah. dancing. That's, like, who people are and bringing that to dance.
2: Yeah. And I guess, like, as dancers, it's so easy to get... Um Really focused on your technique or like your execution or um, getting the steps perfect and like at the end of the day, like it's all of the stuff behind that. That's the most the powerful. Difference. Yeah, it's the person behind all of those things. That's yeah. the what presence speaks, you have and yeah. the
1: and the meaning. Yeah, behind and what that's you're doing. what we
2: love about dance and That's I guess what we're wanting to share and encourage. Yeah, definitely encourage. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, can you talk about how to bring presence on the dance floor or in the mm-hmm. studio? Because I can see a lot of people that you can see that they are a good dancer, but you can't yeah. really feel it. Yeah, can cool. you talk about the importance of bringing character or presence or charisma? Mm.
2: And I think some people naturally have that, yeah. like when they come on stage. But I guess, like, um, what I'm focusing on, I guess, more and more in the last few years is like dancing with your whole self not just your physical body like it's your emotional body your mental body and your spiritual body so you're trying to connect with all of those layers of yourself and like Mm. dance with all of those layers not just your physical body yeah Yeah. (laughs) and
1: like loose does a lot of exercises that are that it's like Mm. improv exercises like focusing on each layer and even if it's someone's first time doing it, and and it might not be like understood what your this layer is and what your you know your emotional layer is or what your like soul is, yeah. it's like people start to at least delve deeper, and when you do that, things become exposed, mm-hmm. and like you start to, I don't know, like dance from a different place yeah. or like become aware. It's more just becoming aware of yeah. of more than yeah, just your physical or the external of it um becoming aware of like more that's internal and
2: yeah Mm -hmm. and i guess there's a lot more power when you can yeah tap into who you are as a a whole person and a whole human being um, and project that when you perform not just thinking of the execution of it yeah
3: so on, on awareness this might sound a bit weird have you ever done that exercise asking your students or people where is your head
2: no. no, I haven't done that one, but I have, I have some improv tasks that do focus on your thoughts, um, like oh, yeah. well, it's actually your f- physical head. Oh, f- physical head, yeah, no.
3: People overlook it their whole lifetime that they walk around, and you sort of feel like your head is just floating. Wow. But when you really pay attention to it, it's stacked on top of your feet, uh-huh. your bones just spine yeah. And then it's not floating around. It's actually really, really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get to that sort of meditative state where you're like, Oh, this is my head, it's for me, it's yeah. hundred and seventy centimeters on top of the floor. Like, yeah. Okay, it is there. It's not just floating around yeah. totally. with this body hanging under it. Totally. Yeah. Um I, I use that exercise because as a b boy, yeah, when you're standing on one hand you don't know where your legs are. So yeah. it's uh-huh. nice to be mentally and physically aware where they are to make these micro movements. Wow. Yeah. So That's cool. On the most basic side is just, where is your head? Just stand still or sit. You're like, oh, that's where my head is. This is where my head is in this whole entire world. It's right here. (laughs)
1: That's so cool. That's really cool.
3: But yeah, that's just a a really good way to peel it all the way back. Mm. Mm. And you can do it with your hands
0: and Mm. your feet and your shoes.
3: Beautiful. Whoa. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. Just that awareness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Have you guys ever felt like throwing in the towel and then okay um, I think that's that's real and that's important to know because I think people see you know successful dancers like yourselves now you're running a company and you know and they think oh it was easy maybe for those people again this is the kind of day we are now where we just see the best of everyone online so we don't understand that people are human as well even our idols our mentors and they've gone through hardships as well so considering that you guys have said yes how do you get back into those do you just go no this is what I'm doing I've invested too much or were you just like quitting and then something pulled you back into it well for
2: me like I guess the lowest point I've ever felt with dance was like towards the end of living in Melbourne like there was a period of like That I just, I had just done a lot, for not much return, kind of thing. So I'd I'd kind of just like run myself dry, and I was feeling very uninspired. And like I, just remember not even wanting to dance, like not even wanting to move. Like I had a, like a Mm. period of a few weeks I was like, no, like I'm so over this. Um, Oh, I do remember. Yeah, I hated dance. It It
0: was so like weird for me. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. Was that hard for you to see Rob? Because yeah. were you in the same boat? Or no, were you like no. loving it? And I've it. definitely
1: been there. Like, okay. And I'll share mine soon. But yeah, I, I wasn't there at that time. Yeah. And we were living together. At, when it was me, you and Jack. Yeah. So we were like sharing a room. So every night, like, yeah, it was, it was definitely sad.
2: Yeah. But I think it's just like allowing yourself to have that time and to not force yourself to do something if you're not like feeling inspired to do it. Mm. Um, nice. And that has happened like a few times, like that's the most time that I've wanted to like not dance. Yeah. But I've <laughs> had other periods of like feeling really uninspired. Mm. Um, and oh, who was it? Oh, it was Kelly Abbey actually. Cause one time it was after I did my shows and I just, after doing that whole process, I felt like I'd just given so much again given 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 i was like i have no idea what i want to do now like i don't know where i want to take my dancing or like what i want to do like and i went to see kelly she does like mentoring sessions for um performers which is amazing and she just like just do nothing like it's okay to do nothing like go you don't have to do anything with dance just like take some time to um just do the things that you enjoy and like fill yourself back up and so that's what i always think now whenever i'm feeling like a bit depleted, I'm just like, okay, no dance for now. Like, let's focus on, like, other things that I love, like drawing or, like, art or the beach or yoga or Mm. just having those other things you can go to when you feel, like, a bit empty with dance Mm. is really good and really helpful for me.
1: Mm. Yeah, I feel like um, my, my biggest time like that was end of... 2015, I'm pretty sure. ADC was the first 2016. Yeah. Um, End of 2015, like, again, I just felt like a sponge that had just got squeezed entirely out and then ripped in half. (laughs) I, like, I really... Just by the end of the year, I was like... Like, you know when you look back on a year and I just looked back and I was like, I feel so crap, like, I just feel drained. I feel done. I don't feel inspired to do a next step. I don't feel like I even want to dance. And that, that's when we went back to the sunny coast and we were there for like a couple of weeks, no social media. And I didn't play music. I didn't dance to music. I didn't even want to. That's what scared me. By the end of that period, I was like, I don't even want to start again. I had heaps of combos with my dad. I was like, Maybe I want to do running again like I was reading Usain Bolt books which <laughs> yes. like inspired yeah. yo it inspired me so much because and like Cristiano Ronaldo's like he's got a docker, a soccer one that's freaking incredible as well but that that's more of their like person that really inspired me but yeah I was just not feeling inspired to dance again and then I went to Australian dance camp it was the first year of that and I was teaching on the lineup and I was not inspired like wow. that that for me I felt horrible because like you know sometimes you have off days and you go into class and you're just like oh. but this I was like this is like a big ass camp and like there's international teachers this and that and it's the first time I'd ever been honored to be on something like that and I I wasn't I didn't love dance. Um, but, like, the first day brought me back to it. It really did. I didn't even teach that first day, which was great. I was like, God, I hope this first day brings me back. And it did. Mm-hmm. Like, the people, some of the classes, like, I met these great guys, Larkin and Chris, who were, like, from, yeah. And, I don't know, just, like, the, the spirit of it just brought me back in. And it was so funny. It, it was like a flick of a switch. And I was just like, of course I love dance. Like, how did I not? But I li- it was honestly like a month that I felt crap. Um, but it happens, I almost go through it every year. Yeah. Not yeah. that bad, but um, I really do. Like Even at the moment, like I, I'm not doing a whole lot right now, and I'm trying to, as Lou said, like embrace it. I, yeah. I have to balance out. I can't just be like lazy and do nothing, and I really can be lazy and I can procrastinate. But I also, I don't want to force a lot, because I do know that, this is what I am meant to do. And when I look back on my year this year, the things that, like, have happened for me, from me, and to me are epic. Like, I, I look back and I just think, like, wow, this year has been major and it's been really special and I can't, I can't think that there's anything else than this for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that proves for me that this is definitely, like, the thing I'm supposed to be doing, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's there's a lot of opportunities coming up, so I'm just, I guess, like, enjoying the quiet period. Yeah. But it does happen each year. Like, the last few years, it's almost a, that winter cold. Like, <laughs> it comes in and I just, like, second guess and I think, like, maybe not. Or I just think, like, I don't know what I... It's more like, I don't know what I want to do next and then that just goes, like...
3: Okay. Yeah. It's that pattern. So you sort yeah, of yeah. that. It yeah. Changes.
1: Now, like, I'm aware that... you you have to feel like that it can't just be a high the whole time it can't be like this cruisy ride like it there there is those balances and again I talked to my dad heaps and it's like I think I know enough now that out of any low point come like that is setting you up for what's coming next like like wounds like everything beautiful comes out of like wounding times or you know the downtime yeah so
3: i I think that's when you're pretty much broken down to your element and you're by yourself trying to figure out who am i i think you i think everyone goes through well in this case a quarter life dance crisis yeah yeah like what am i doing am i dancing am i going to live as a dancer yeah
1: and it's so normal yeah (laughs) and it's so hard because i've had people come up to me even recently and just been like i've lost the passion i've lost this like i I still love being here and I love that, but I just don't doesn't feel like it used to. Mm. And they say, "What do I do?" And it's like I think it just is it's different mm. for everyone, but you just have to yeah, honor the, like the time of feeling like that. Mm. Cuz if you don't, then you, all you're doing is like putting a band-aid on it. Yeah. Until like you'll cover it up with this job, that job, this 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 until it like it peaks its head again and then you're like, "Oh, damn it, like I didn't really I didn't actually like deal with that. I just like tried to work through it and then now it's like back and it's bigger.
3: Yeah, I think um, probably one of the biggest fears for a dancer in the in the dance studio and in the career is being still. Yeah. Like stillness. How important <laughs> is stillness? Totally. Yeah.
2: I love stillness. Yeah. 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 It like they always have to keep moving yeah. in the dance
3: class. I'm like if you having the control or power of stillness is is a That's big so stake. Cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think about that a lot in dance. In dance and out of dance. Yeah. Well, now even, that now that you're saying it, like I'm thinking about it, so out of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I love stillness in dance, like in yeah. my choreography. I Always so, like yeah. love elements of stillness. Like and you feel like, yeah, that's like the like a, such a that's powerful the time. Stuff. Yeah. Like,
1: that's where you're you're setting up the story. Like that's where people are invested in yeah. those but moments. It can
0: also be scary because you're standing scary. there. Yeah. You are. There's no the world, the step, arm, leg to yeah. hide behind. Yeah. You yeah. just yeah. are.
1: Yeah, but that I think that's what needs a lot of work. Yeah. Because everyone's like, not everyone, but it's people are just doing content, mm. and it's like, what if that was stripped away? Like yeah. all that's left is is mm. you just yeah. stand there. Like imagine like a portrait photography, yeah. but it was like a two minute video of you just standing there. Like what? That's that's a that's, like, a, movement, that's you, a choice. What do you? Yeah what do you have like what are you yeah. or who are you it's yeah it's very confronting but and an experience yeah. like just i don't know i i agree like more in dance i think i'm someone that often second guests second guessed less so now but more second guessed my patience in movement at times like i i don't do heaps of crazy fast things all the time and sometimes I want to go even slower and I just think like it almost feels like it's not enough but it's so not true Mm -hmm. I think it's like even more important to embrace things like that Mm -hmm. yeah and then outside of dance yeah of course Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) was there ever a lesson that you had to learn the hard way? like you know you, people always say like, for example, um, oh, you shouldn't burn bridges or whatever. And then you, it happens to you're rude to someone. And then that opportunity in the future gets stripped away or whatever it is. I I just looking back, I've, I know that people were always telling me this, 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 and then I would just be like ignorant to it. And I had to learn that lesson that hard way.
2: Yeah. I think for me, well, I guess for both of us, but, um, for me, it's been like my whole career has been learning about self-worth. Okay, mm. yeah. yeah, and that's definitely been a hard, hard thing. And it's like only now am I truly realizing like the value of what I can do and what I have to offer, and truly believing in that. And I, it's taken a lot of like doing things where I feel like I'm not being valued yeah. to get yeah. me to this point. So yeah. I feel like I've learned the hard way of like doing things for less money than I should have gotten paid and then realising after, like, oh, I should that's have exposure. asked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I should have asked for more. And then, yeah, just giving so much of myself and receiving so little in return. But so I, had to do, I had to yeah. do those things to, to realise, oh, I'm worth more than that. Oh, I'm worth more than that, yeah. Oh, I'm worth more than that. yeah. Yes. So I think, like, that's been, like, the culmination of the last ten yes. years. <laughs> but that... Yeah.
1: I don't think it should be any other way either. I like, don't
2: know. I think I could have learned that earlier. <laughs> yeah,
1: but at such a young age as well. Yeah. Like, I, I I just feel <laughs> like, you know, like the uh, the money I worked for when I was younger, I I think was fine. Like, yeah. I I'm very glad that like I've done a whole process of that to figure out now yeah. because. I didn't know anything business I didn't I didn't even know full-time existed until I moved to Melbourne at 21 like I just didn't know a lot of things so I think in those stepping stones of all that experience like was learning and gaining all this knowledge to be like okay this is like what I yeah have to offer now and this is what I can value it as or this is what I want to participate in or this is what I'm now gonna say no to because for this long like I've been doing it and it blah 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 blah. I don't know, like I'm I'm just grateful for that. So yeah, I guess it was learning the hard way, but I'm 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 glad I did and I'm glad that amount of time existed. I think it's good for yeah. me. Mm. But it. I can't I can't think of any like you know, there's times where miscommunication, like yeah. the way We've maybe written to someone has come off the wrong way and then that you know we're learning or I'm learning uh to to be better with communication because I think we're both quite um we're people people (laughs) right Uh, how do I don't know how you say that but we're like we're good at conversation (laughs) yeah we're we're nice people and like we mean well and we have good intentions and like that's 100% the truth, otherwise we wouldn't do the things that we do. But often like being afraid to maybe talk in person or this and that to confront something something can go the wrong way. And I guess we're learning as we go too, like when's the right time to pick up the phone and call or when's the right time to set up a meeting or when's the right time to just say like, hey, I feel bad, like this feels crap and I don't feel good in this situation. Mm. This is how I feel, and they say this is how I feel, and then it's like a resolution yeah. as opposed to just like yeah. feeling yeah. shit and then thinking the other side is like against you or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been yeah. that's been a recent one for us. I think is like better communication. Yeah. But again, I I enjoy it. I, <laughs> like it's good to it's so good to learn the hard way. All like part of the, yeah. the first time, I got drunk and vomited when i was a teenager <laughs> i could have been told not to drink that much which i was over and over like you shouldn't do this shouldn't do this and i was like oh, yeah 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 and then i went and did it and then you go okay like but you I, really yeah <laughs> but <laughs> but you i don't know it's like you can't just take someone's like advice on without experiencing yeah. things for yourself like that that you can't run around like that.
0: But don't do drugs, kids. It doesn't work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't do it. But, I don't know. Do whatever you want. Do
0: your thing. People can do their thing. Nice. Okay. Well, um, then moving on the flip side of that, what is probably the proudest moment? Or if you can pick, I know you probably Mm. have a million, but pick one profound, proud moment for each of you
1: Mm. I'm probably gonna say um, the development week I ran through one dance collective Um, it was just very I don't know I, I don't even think I fully processed it the week that happened and that was in April but it was such a meaningful week to everyone involved like um i even had my dad come in as a guest teacher for it and he did like a talk on the mind and spirit and yeah. and and lucy taught a class and like my dad took the class and like <laughs> my dad's like in his 60s and our whole life like my mum was a dancer but like he, he was in the class and me, my brother and my dad were like improvising together. It was just, I was like, what? Like, that's how the week started. And then just, just this, the steps that everyone individually took, but then the community environment created. I think that there was just so much purpose in it and so much power in it. Like I look back on that week and I just think like that made a difference in my life, in their life and in, anyone that got to, like, watch or experience that week, I think that, for me, is probably the most fulfilling um, moment. Most fulfilling. Yeah. Or, or is there a moment
3: that you would love to relive?
2: Mm.
1: Oh, that's a cool way of asking it. <laughs> so
2: many. Yeah, just, just name <laughs> a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I would just... Like, my first, getting my first dance job was probably, like, a big moment for me. Um, Just because I grew up, like, my family, like, no one was dancers. And, like, um, my mum was a nurse, my dad was a builder. And, like, when I was doing full-time, they were like, oh, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, are you sure you can make dance your career? Um, But I was, like, super determined. I'm like, nah, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm not not, um, having a plan B kind of thing. And I think... That first um, job they got, I got um, this role of playing the Little Mermaid in Tokyo Disney <laughs> when I was nineteen <laughs> um, over in Japan. And so that audition, getting through to the end, and then getting that job, I think that was like a proud moment for me. Um, but then since then, yeah, so many things that I'm so grateful for, mm. um, and a lot in the last few, two years yeah, or so. Yeah, like recent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, whether that's been, like, getting to work with Sarah Bolter in Dream, Mm. that's been, like, that was a huge honour and, like, such, so incredible to be able to tour as a dancer, um, doing work that was so fulfilling and so challenging. Like, I love being challenged as a dancer and I love um, learning from...
1: Inspiring people. Yeah,
2: inspiring people and creatives, like, being surrounded by...
1: Yeah, it's true. It's almost like to be able to do dance, like the thing we love, do it in a way we love, travel, and in the company of people we like to be around, like that's what the experience of that has been each time. And that, that's like a, I don't think a lot of people get that opportunity. Like that's pretty special. Yeah, Yeah, very fulfilling.
2: And yeah, then everything that we've Done through One Dance Collective or More Than Movement has felt really fulfilling as well. This thing I've been like keeping a gratitude journal the last two years, and like every day I write like what I'm grateful for, and I feel like it's such a powerful thing because what you focus on, if you're focusing on the things that you're grateful for, you're attracting like even more of things that like are that energy, and I feel like it's really been happening the past two years because. I've been so grateful for what I'm doing and then Mm. I'm just getting all of these other amazing things to be grateful for, which is, yeah, really powerful, really cool. That is so cool. So good.
0: Um, I'm going to move into you guys as working as a couple. So how do you work together? How do you, like, I mean, is the process so easy because you're both... You've been together for, like you said, almost six years and you kind of channel that same energy and intention and you want the same things. You're, you're, um, I guess, annoyed by the same things. So on the same level, is that just like a fluent thing for you guys to be able to work together? Um, I think more so now it is we are on the same
2: page in terms of like what we care about what we're working towards yeah um and we know like the capacity in which we can work together i feel like um we both have individual strengths um and so like we only expect of each other what that person like is good at kind of thing i guess like naturally in like the one dance collective stuff like I'll take care of more of the organizing and the admin stuff cuz I feel like that's my strength and yeah. Rob's so good at communicating with people so I let him do like that stuff and it's just like found a good balance yeah. but I, and I, I we don't actually work <laughs> together that much like we do like travel in the studio, Yeah know, we do travel together but we always teach separately like Rob will teach his class and then I'll teach my class only well, sometimes we, we teach
1: together and we do we do teach together a bit but when we do it's very like it's what we do on Sundays like our more the movement mm-hmm. stuff and it's very improvised or it's even split up in like I do a lot of movement with grooves and stuff like that yeah, we still split. and tasking yeah. it's I don't know it's 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 less like we have we've curri- like we've spent time in the studio to create a routine together half half yeah. like we don't we don't, don't do really a lot of that. Together like that and we we've haven't created together for us to, to dance together and perform in yes. ages. Yeah. yeah. We, cause all our stuff that we do together is, is like the front of the classroom and it's all mostly improv and, and tasky things yeah. and intention work.
2: Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, we've found a pretty good balance of like, like what each of us contributes. Yeah, um, But cause I think like, also like originally as well, like, it was hard for us to work, like choreograph together. Yeah, yeah. It was like, annoying. Yeah, really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like we we I, <laughs> we would just teams. fight because <laughs> yeah. like we're both really creative and we both have strong opinions on what we like. So when we're trying yeah. to like choreograph together, it's like usually a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we go, okay, you do delegate, like you do this, and then I'll yeah. focus on this, and then it works. Yeah. So I think it's just like finding like how we work together and like. Um, yeah.
1: But I think more so because we want what we want yeah, is the same. same, what we like value and what we're yeah working towards is the same, mm-hmm. that I think that drive to do it together is really good. Mm-hmm. And like Lou said, there's, you know, like, if we're doing a project together or we're doing something together and, like, Luce has come up with the idea, then it's like, okay, well, cool, like, you're like steamrolling this, and then I'm I'm around here for whatever is needed, this and that, until like, you know, like her, the idea right now that we're doing for our Sundays was an idea of Loose that or looses that she wanted to create. So it's like, okay, so this term we're we're working this idea that you've had. So all right, cool, and now it's started. There's things going on now that we're like, okay, so now I'm going awesome. Well, we could add this, we could do this, and I don't know, like just give my little two cents into that as well. Um, and vice versa, like, you know, Unite and things like that, yeah. start as an idea that I had, and then Luce was like, cool, and she made the flyer, mm-hmm. so like, great, we've got the flyer, and then I contact everyone for it, yeah. and do that side of it, so, yeah. I don't know, it's pretty good. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you've already answered my next question, like, which was, like, do you creatively bump heads, which Lucy said <laughs> kind of do sometimes. Um, so <laughs> what do you admire most about each other then? Like, aside from, like you say, like, Rob's great at talking, and communicating, what would be another quality of him that you just admire so much? It doesn't have to be even about it as a dancer. Mm.
2: I think, like, just the fact that how much he cares about people, like... I can see, except for me. I can see that, like, as a teacher, he really, really cares about the students in his class, and he really, really cares about what he's doing and like um, how he's delivering it. So um, yeah, just how caring.
1: Cheers. <laughs> um. Yeah, I could say the exact same back. Um, but for me it's more I just think the strength of Luce um of everything like that she has endured to everything like that she continues to give out and like the change I guess that you're making. Um And just, yeah, the person that you are while you're doing it like i don't I don't think you you sacrifice anything to be anything that you're not like, yeah so there's plenty nice. there's plenty more, but mm-hmm. yeah that'll that's a that's a start. <laughs> Thank <laughs>
0: That is so lovely. We're going to play some Barry White now. No, I'm <laughs> no, no, no. Um and then finally from my end anyway, uh, yeah. do you have any pearls of wisdom for other couples who are kind of like working together like you know, I just imagine I don't know in my circumstance if I could like work with my partner and yeah. live together and find time to be normal or yeah. I don't even know if that would be a factor like, yeah, right. you know, do you have to, like, separate? Do you have to be like, okay, tonight's date night, we're not going to chat about work? Or...
1: Ooh. Do you ever do we, that? We, we do. We but, do. It's, but it's we less, up, like... <laughs> we
2: usually end up talking. Because we, <laughs> we, we get inspired. Yeah. Like, we'll
1: we'll sit, we'll be like, let's go out for dinner. And we'll go out for dinner, we'll have, like, a wine, and then we sit there and we end up inspired and we talk yeah. about...
2: What we want to do. What we want to do. Yeah.
1: And I, I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I say it to other people anyway. <laughs> but years ago, like... I don't know, I just felt like Luce and I spent a lot of time apart and it what I got out of it was that we were both gonna be very individual. Like we were gonna do the things we wanted individually, like that was a choice to follow that, like, you know, not disregard that because we were a couple. It was gonna be like I'm still I still wanna do this because this is my passion, I wanna do this. Whether it was said or not, that's what I felt and I liked that because I was like oh shit, we're doing that, but we're still together and it's working. And I was like, that's like real deal. So yeah, I think like honoring what you want individually Mm. and what you enjoy individually, like even just this simple time off. Like I love footy. footy, I love rugby league. And like for me to lay in bed on my phone, like with it on my headphones or like, Go to the pub and have a beer and watch the footy. Or, like, go to the Oval and kick the footy or something. Like, I don't know. Just honouring times like that makes it real healthy. Like, we're not always constantly, like, at the hip.
2: Yeah.
1: And we travel separately together as well sometimes, which is, I don't know, I guess nice because we're, you know, we're still experiencing life as individuals. But, you know... It almost, yeah. Mm. It's a good balance. Yeah,
2: finding yeah. that balance is good.
1: Yeah, so I guess words of wisdom or pearls is to balance. <laughs>
3: I don't know. Oh, no,
2: you're Yeah. And
3: where can people find
2: you? One Dads Collective has a website and an Instagram. The Instagram is just One Dads Collective and... Website is www.oneDanceCollective.online. Um, mm. And then we just both have our individual Instagrams too. Yeah. So Lucy underscore Doherty or Rob, Rob James, James Maclean. Maclean.